From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Our guest today on Highway 89 is the littlest birds. Everyone knows birds love to sing in the treetops, and Sharon Martinson, who is the littlest birds, does too. In fact, we'll talk about her singing and swinging through the treetops in just a few minutes. I know that sounds like she's Tarzan, but she is not. Sharon Martinson is here today with banjo and vocals. You're going to love this show. She's working on a new album called Phoenix Rising. One fan described her playing as instrumental virtuosity balanced by a breezy backwoods soul. Sharon was born in Casper, Wyoming. She's lived and toured all across the U.S., along with Canada and the U.K. She just just came off a music tour with the Wyomericana Caravan. Here is Sharon Martinson, The Littlest Birds, with her own very original take on an old folk classic, Shady Grove. Thank you. 
Birds. That's Sharon Martinson. That's from an album, a live album called Live and Lucky. Great traditional song. Sharon, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We've had banjo in with other groups, sort of adding color. Sure. But you're our first like main banjo I just show. play banjo, just banjo. But you know, I shouldn't say just banjo. No, no, You've no. You've probably had people come in and play just guitar or, Absolutely. you know, just piano or other instruments. So it's like, you know, why is solo banjo uncommon? I'm not so, sure. I love it. <laughs> so you play this song that, I mean, that song's even been on the Andy Griffith show. Oh, yeah. Like decades ago. But that's, yeah. But in a major key. Right. You put this whole new twist on it with that minor key. Yeah, and it's actually more than just a minor key. So I, this is a fretless banjo for all of your listeners out there who can't see it. I can slide my fingers all the way up yeah. the strings. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's got no frets and a short neck. It's a little different scale. And when I lived out in the coast of California, I was playing with a group called Fretless. And uh, we played all Arabic and Sephardic Middle Eastern music. Um, and you have to have fretless instruments for that music because all of the notes are microtonal between what we think of as a normal scale. So that was actually um, a little bit of like a Hebrew song at the beginning of that and the end. So very cool. Taking it back, mixing the Middle East and uh, old time. So I understand you have six banjos though, at least. I do do have six banjos. (laughs) You brought three today. I brought three today. Uh, I'm just out on a quick tour right now. So just quick, you know, just three. Um, I didn't bring all of them now. So I understand one, your first one used to actually be your grandpa's that you still have today. I do. I didn't bring grandpa. Um, I'll play the other one that I have from the 1800s. Grandpa is from the 18, my grandfather is not from the 1800s. Grandpa, the banjo, which is what it's called now, is from the 1800s, and um, it's an amazing, it's an amazing banjo. The only other one like it is in a museum somewhere. Wow, so it's a beautiful. So you've also got Nelson. Over I have here. Nelson, which Nelson and, and Grandpa are contemporaries. And is there a name for the fretless? Baby, this is my baby. <laughs> baby, the fretless banjo. <laughs> okay, it helps if you say it with that. You accent, You have to have too. an accent, a little bit of attitude with that. <laughs> so tell me this story because this. 
this sounds idyllic of you sure. and your grandpa in Nebraska yep. and you hearing him play. Oh yeah, you know. So as a kid, my both my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents, lived out in the Panhandle of Nebraska. That's where my folks are from before they moved out to Wyoming. And uh, we'd get to there were four of us kids growing up, and we'd get to have our special week with our grandparents. And uh, hmm. you know, it's late summer, hot and humid. The bugs are out. You know how it gets gets out there in farm country and pretty flat. And uh, the train's not too far. It's funny. I now live in a train town, so whenever I hear the train go by, it seems appropriate because it wasn't that many blocks from my grandparents' house there on T Street <laughs> um, next to the train. And uh, he'd sit out on the front porch. They had a swing that sat a couple people across, more of us when we were little, it turns out. <laughs> and uh, he'd, he'd play the banjo, and the kids the kids were in the park across the street. And yeah, it was just. But when did you decide, I want to do that? I didn't, actually. I That wasn't some. It was a. You know how they say there's like gateway things to lead you to other behaviors that you may or may not, you know, want to, to, to go down. And, um, I didn't actually plan to play the banjo. <laughs> My grandfather sent me out to school with a banjo. I was interested in it and I, I liked the sound of it and I was sort of intrigued by it, but I was a classical musician, like all of us proper kids in the family. Like we all played classical French music. horn, piano, French horn and piano. That's yeah. right. So I wouldn't play the banjo. I mean, that's sort of bass, <laughs> not B-A-S-S, but you know, no puns in our family. Sorry. So the, um, he sent me out with the banjo when I went to graduate school and, um, I didn't really play it. I messed around with it a little bit, just a very little bit. And it wasn't until the very end of my last year of grad school that I started picking it up. And it was really just a distraction. I needed distraction Uh from writing my thesis. Um, and I also heard Bruce Molsky, who I don't know if your listeners are familiar with um, some banjo greats out there. Of course, there's Bela Fleck and his wife, Abigail Washburn. But um, it was hearing Bruce Molsky, who I still adore mm-hmm. and who I've gotten to play with a couple of times now, who's amazing. And I was like, that's the banjo I want to play. That's the sound I want to have. So so how would you describe what is claw hammer technique? There's that and there's frailing. Yeah, frailing and claw hammer are quite similar. Um <laughs> Everyone would disagree in their own way with themselves and each other on how how it's defined. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense that being the littlest birds, I would have something that involves a claw. If you think of like putting your hand in the shape of a bird talon, like an eagle claw or something. Um, So you have your fingers curved in. I don't have picks on any of my fingers. I'm just hitting it with the backs of my nails. Yeah. Um, So you're hitting the strings with either the first or the second um, finger. And then with claw hammer, I guess the more sort of refined difference between that and frailing, some would say, is that I do a lot more with my thumb. I drop it down and play other notes in between. And then, um, so people say, I don't really know, I don't think a whole lot about what I'm doing, but I also do a whole lot with my left hand with notes um, that I'm actually playing with my fingers as I'm fretting Mm. the strings. So So one quick question before we hear more music. Sure. You talked about in an interview that we read, that okay. that you had you even went online to see an instructional video. Oh yeah. How to but that did not cut it. You no. had to be with a real person yeah. to show you. And what? I you know, I think there's some things in life that are passed on person to person. And at least for me, maybe other people who are more skilled in some ways could get it from just an online video. But for me it was sitting down you know, knees to knees with a person playing clawhammer banjo um, in New Hampshire. I had a couple of lessons and then a few more in California. And then just sitting and playing with lots of people, including actually the, the guy who made this fretless banjo for me. He's a great banjo player, too, although he mostly makes and plays bass. Um, but 
sitting with another person and the, the human interaction aspect of seeing that. And that's the way I teach too. People are like, oh, you should teach online lessons. I'm like, ah, I'm sort of an analog person. I think I'd rather be like, well, why don't we just meet up? I'll make cookies. You come over to my house and we'll sit down. <laughs> that's the kind that's the kind of lesson I give. <laughs> well, good. Well, let's hear, let's hear some more. All We're right. going to hear one more that is on the, on my bibi, I, I hope I got the accent right for, for this particular fretless banjo. This is an original now from Sharon Martinson, brand new tune. It's called Winter Waltz. Sharon Martinson, live in our performance studio here at BYU Broadcasting for Highway 89. That is Winter Waltz, a new song. 
Uh, the past albums uh, from The Little Birds are The Littlest Birds, excuse me, The Littlest Birds, sort of an introductory album, then Migrations, yes. still a bird theme. Very much. Also, you're live and lucky, and a new solo album in the works, Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising, that's so right. So The Littlest Birds, sound, I picture chickadees or, or little baby <laughs> chicks, but Phoenix Rising, this sounds big. Yes, well, and also mythological in yes, a sense, you yes. know, rising out of ashes and moving on to new things, yeah. The littlest birds actually, um, you know, the, the very smallest bird in the world. Being a scientist also, I have to say that it's a, the Mexican bumblebee hummingbird. So, <laughs> and, you know, and it, it doesn't have much of a song. I've looked this up, but, you know, it's a very cute bird. <laughs> so you have performed in different, for quite a while, the littlest birds has been a duo. That's correct. And I guess sometimes it still is. So, yeah, on. you know, um, I've been playing with, uh, and I have a few shows lined up this summer with a guy, Michael Kirkpatrick, um, mm -hmm. and he's on the new album, which will be a fun Sings and uh, plays cello along with... Uh, no, he sings and plays mandolin. Ah. Um, Sean Alpe is uh, a cellist who's on the new album. So there's a, a mix of people. I've been playing with a quartet in Laramie um, called the Cluster Plucks, also a bird theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yes. Uh, we are all, we're all still completely silly. Um, and we, we just happened together and we play uh, really fun, mostly old time music. But so everybody writes too. So now you're, you're solo, but you have more people on the album than you've ever had. Exactly. <laughs> this is my first solo album. And I think in total, there's going to be six guests on various songs Very in total. Nice. So there will be seven. So you're total. recording at this studio has a great name, Tiny Telephone Studio. Tiny Telephone is out in San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. So, but. Some people a bit who like sort of a retro vibe are putting stuff on vinyl, but it's stuff they have recorded digitally clear until it hits vinyl. Yeah. You're doing this on the old two-inch tape. You're doing yes. analog. Completely. I, w I will release it digitally, and that'll be a separate process, but I'm recording the entire thing analog. Wow. There's no computers in the studio. It's just these tape machines. It goes onto metal, two-inch metal tape, and mm -hmm. then it gets mixed down to half-inch and then quarter tape. So it'll be a stereo feed, and that gets um, – so it's completely analog all the way, and then it gets uh, made into a glass master for the vinyl yeah. production. Yeah. So Phoenix Rising, is there going to be a song of that title, or is that kind of a, just a theme? That's a theme. It's more uh -huh. of a theme of um, sort of triumph, the idea of – of rebuilding and, tri and triumph, I think, is the way I, I feel the most. Well, uh, we're going to hear a pair of beautiful songs, but I have to have you set this this next one up. It's Refugee. Refugee, this is, okay. This is not only a newer song, it is the newest. It is the very newest song. So to your listeners, this is... The, this I, might be the very first time I've played it a very yeah. a very few times at home. I just got back to the United States in um, March. I was down in Panama uh, doing work this last winter, and I was out on a sailboat sailing and a little 41-foot boat and had a rough night on the boat and had my banjo, of course, um, the banjo that I will be playing it on. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take very much to make you recognize how small and insignificant you are when you're in mm -hmm. the ocean and how you know beautiful and you see these tropical islands and all these amazing things and uh, one storm and one rough night or one thing happening to your boat and you realize how precarious your situation is and uh, I felt really privileged to be having this experience and you know after 16 hours of being really sick and having terrible waves and to just totally sick to my stomach. Anyone who's had a bad night on a boat recognizes how where, what state I was in. Um, I was thinking about refugees, and this song is just called Refugee, and it's uh, 
basically an homage and trying to put myself in the position of understanding what would drive someone to the ocean with their family and yeah. uh, what a what a hard decision that must be to leave what is home to go somewhere else and in that passage to be putting yourself into such danger um, that the situation that you're leaving from must be overwhelmingly uh, sad and terrible. So, Good. Well, let's <laughs> Refugee. hear this. This song is called Refugee by Sharon Martinson, a brand new, in fact, the newest song. This is the U.S. broadcast premiere. We like to have that phrase associated with it, uh, a song about refugees taking to the ocean in search of a better life. Once more. 
That's Refugee, a brand new song by Sharon Martinson that may be a contender for this next album. We'll find out if that's going to be on. We're going to hear one more. This is a traditional tune with some adaptation. It's called Ruben's Train, and you can find this on Littlest Bird's album called Migrations. Sometimes you hear a whistle blow 
Cause old Reuben had a train from Wyoming to Maine. Sometimes you'll hear his whistle. That's Reuben's Train, a traditional tune with an adaptation from The Littlest Birds, Sharon Martinson. And I, I love this little piece of advice for beginners that we found on the, the website for The Littlest Birds. It said that for beginners, the best sounding string is an open one. So think about that when you're soloing. And silence is golden. Play fewer notes and play them well. That's right. Uh, that was a piece of advice I got from a teacher of mine. Um, in San Francisco, Jody Stucker is his name. He's actually, he and Kate Brislin, his wife, are awesome musicians. And uh, some of that came from him and some of it came from just years of me playing and figuring out what sounds good. Mm. And yeah, the tendency, especially with banjo, so your listeners have probably heard lots of bluegrass banjo and it's wicked fast and just lots and lots of notes. And uh, the banjo can be much more melodic and mellow. You could, you know, you could put a kid to sleep with a banjo, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, you are not only the littlest birds. You're not only Sharon Martinson. You are Dr. Martinson. <laughs> that is true. I am so, an ecologist, Dr. a PhD. You're a visit, mm-hmm. visiting scholar at Dartmouth College. Most recently, you've been in Argentina and Panama. Talk about the research you do. Yeah. So, um, aside from being a banjo player, which most people imagine, you know, sort of a hillbilly, sort of toothless, I have all my teeth for all your <laughs> listeners out there. Um, I love doing science too, and a lot of mathematical modeling and ecology. My background is all forests and insects, and so you guys mm. are really familiar with bark beetles out here. And I spent all of my years of my PhD working on bark beetle outbreaks and figuring out what's behind um, yeah. bark beetle outbreaks. And then I got invited to work on a project down in Argentina, which is working on uh, also a forest insect interaction that's related to um, Cyrex wood wasps, which are from Europe, but your, your reader or your listeners would sort of understand they come in and they kill pine trees uh, mm. in the same way that a bark beetle does. So it's not like a yellow jacket sort of wasp. These wasps eat wood. So do that. And then more recently, my forest insect interaction work in Panama is more closely related also to my music and um, recording sounds of katydids in the tropics and how they um, respond to bat calls as well because they're all communicating in different frequencies. So, Interesting that yeah. the insects are responding to the bats. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because katydids are delicious. Saying, don't eat me. Please or, don't no. eat me. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the bats, as soon as they hear bats do their little echolocation clicks, mm-hmm. basically, we can hear that part of it. But a lot of it is up in the ultrasound. The katydids shut up and just like sit very still and silently on the, silently on the, uh, on the leaves in the forest. So, yeah, I've been out stringing microphones basically nonstop across stages. And then I left the country and was stringing them in trees. So any Katie did songs or bark beetle ballads or, <laughs> you know, I had some friends who did some bark beetle they did the bark beetle blues. They did a full <laughs> album of the bark beetle blues, which seems totally appropriate. Um, although it should be bark beetle red trees or bark beetle. Yeah. And, uh, in terms of the Katie dids, no, although I have ideas of taking some of those sounds and putting them into frequency and spectrum that we can hear. It's very rhythmic. Their calls are all, each species has a very distinct mm. call pattern. And so it'd be fun to do something with that. So, And when you're not writing songs, we've noticed you have a penchant for haiku. I do. Oh, really? You guys gathered that. I love haiku. It's, um, you know, it's sort of like my advice for banjo players, you know, figure out how to say it with fewer words and be done with it. Do it with fewer notes and fewer words. So, so here's one we like from Panama. Okay. Fireworks, lanterns, ocean waves hot and humid, Mm -hmm. a new year begins. 
Yeah, that was New Year's Eve on the beach down there. I just landed. <laughs> so you have done a bunch of videos that I found where it, you weren't looking for this totally dead studio environment. You oh, set no. up a microphone <laughs> in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And just said, okay, here we are. And yeah. the, the sound of the river or the trees is part of the video. Yes. I, you know, that's part of just reality. You can do, you can do anything you want and you can make anyone sound amazing. Okay. In a I was studio. not exaggerating in the intro when I said singing and swinging through the trees <laughs> either because you have a song called Smile. We're going to hear this. You are going to hear it later. But the video for this looks like you risked life and limb in banjo. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I had um, my beater banjo. My beater banjo goes on long trips with mm -hmm. me and other countries and flies in airplanes and other ways that I wouldn't make my other banjos do it because it's the one banjo that's replaceable. So I had that one down with me in Panama and I'd been on the island for a while, I guess at that point. And, uh, we had various microphone equipment because, uh, NPR is following our research down there for science Friday. And, um, NPR also does these tiny desk concert yes. contests mm -hmm. and they were like oh you have to do a video I was like oh, I don't feel like doing a video this year and I've been at that point of course climbing trees every day stringing up microphones and they're like what other person has a desk that involves for their research that involves climbing a tree and so I did I slung the banjo on my back and climbed up in the tree <laughs> you're hanging from ropes you're in your gear and I'm... you've got one foot braced against the tree yeah and I didn't even realize until after I looked at the video that I have this thing. You guys are probably noticing here in the studio. I move my feet a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm doing that unbeknownst to me against the tree. And I'm swinging <laughs> myself sort of back and forth against um, the tree. I am in a climbing harness just hanging by a single rope. Um, yeah, we were climbing up. I wasn't that high up in the tree because a uh, person shooting up from the ground, actually up on a hill sort of across mm. from me, had to be trying to capture the sound. Um but we'd climb up 100 feet into these trees, and you could see the ships passing in the canal and wow. the howler monkeys. And <laughs> so, so search for the littlest birds and look for a song called Smile. We're going to hear that in a minute. But we're going to hear one called Starlight right now, and this fits in. Boy, there were some lines that jumped out at me. A sleeping out under a blanket of stars, and I love these lines. I'm walking away into the mountains, and my feet will take me where I need to be. Get made a starlight. My bed is made of limbs and leaves. The waves and the moon, they sing a lonesome tune. Nowhere on this earth I'd rather be. I'm walking away into the mountains. Away into the mountains, I'm walking away into the sea, 
think of all the pain and sorrow They say that we must buy just one more thing Happiness is not in the things that we possess Contented is a better way to be I'm walking away into the mountains away into the mountains I'm walking away into the sea heading down this road I know where else to go my feet will take me where I need to be okay I need to go on a road trip right away that is such a great song that's Starlight by Sherrod Martinson who is the littlest birds I'm walking away into the mountains walking away into the sea my feet will take me where I need to be. I love that. Okay, now for a musician, yes. I find this hard to believe. You have no radio in your car. <laughs> How do you live? I don't. I often drive in silence. Um, I spend time thinking. I've got a radio and record player, and I just got a CD player in my house <laughs> because I had all these CDs, and I had... Mm -hmm. um, gotten rid of I had this little stereo that had a CD player in my house and then I got more of a system to hook you up know, my I have player. to tell you it is true that it's the musicians who never have a sound system yeah <laughs> it's true it's true well people are like what do you listen to and I'm like well I often don't have music on it's really hard as a musician at least for me I can't just have music on in the background if it's on I'm listening to it I can't yeah. I'm not just hearing it in the background I'm actually actively listening and so it's very focusing um, so if I'm trying to get other things done or have a conversation, I don't put on music. And often when I'm driving, who knows like what'll happen this this week? I'm driving, you know, to California and back. So maybe there'll be another song that's a couple thousand miles. It's likely. Okay, maybe <laughs> creating that empty space is making room for a song to appear. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. So uh, you've played lots of different uh, kinds of music with you're not afraid of mixing unusual instruments together. I mean, we did oh, mention yeah. cello and banjo, which is not everyone's first idea of an instrumental no, duet. but it's a great, I love the combination of cello and banjo. And I think I have cello on more than half of the tracks on my next album too. Um, yeah. So. So, so the next song we're going to sing is called Home. Home. And this is totally um, the, probably the song I've played the least actually, even though I just wrote Refugee because being on a ship, um, it was just for a week, but you, you have a lot of time to yourself. Um, and so I sat and played that song a lot. And this is a song I actually wrote uh, when I was down in Argentina, Starlight, the song you just mm -hmm. heard. I also wrote Backpacking in Argentina. So Argentina, the years of working down there were very fruitful for some songwriting. And uh, this was one I wrote when I was down there and I was away from my daughter and um, felt like we just needed each other and so this is people are like oh you wrote this about you know your partner or something I'm like no actually it was my daughter and the idea of what is home and family so oh that's so nice yeah well, let's hear this this Great. is home this is a contender it's a contender for the new album uh Sharon says so it, it may show up we'll see how this goes here is home So much time has passed, but I'm always loving you. And now you need me, and I'm so far away. 
come on home, don't you know you can come on home. Home is where we are and where we'll be and where we've been. Home is us together, side by side until the end. When the days are dark, the road is rough and you're alone. Home is in my heart, come on home. Neither one is perfect and I know we'll never be As long as we're together we can be a family Playing games and making toast and watching sunsets in the west Come on home, come on home, come on home Home is where we are and where we'll be and where we've been Home is us together side by side until the end When the days are dark the road is rough and you're alone Home is in my heart, come on home I said home is in my heart, come on home Know the storms we've weathered and there's surely more to come But wind and waves got nothing cause inside we got the sun Standing strong together, working hard to make it through. Come on home, don't you know you can come on home. Home is where we are and where we'll be and where we've been. Home is us together, side by side until the end. When the days are dark, the road is rough and you're alone. Home is in my heart, come on home. Home is in my heart, come on home. Home is in my heart, come on home. That's Home by Sharon Martinson, the song she's thinking about putting on her new album, Phoenix Rising. Just a minute, we're going to hear uh, that song, Smile, that we were talking about uh, just a few minutes ago. Here is a, an online post from earlier this year. She said, for the last month, I've been living in Panama on Barro, Colorado Island, working on a project studying Katie did calls at night. We took a quick break the other day. I climbed a tree with my banjo and played a new song, Smile. It's my entry into the NPR music NPR Tiny Desk contest concert. Hugs and hello, and this was a little bit cruel coming from steamy warm climbs to all my friends and family back home in Laramie. Happy winter! <laughs> Here is Smile. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face I can't forget the way you love me I woke up this morning with a smile on my face you walked up to my door with a sweet potato pie I've been awake since 6.30 Oh, I didn't want to miss that sparkle in your eye I woke up this morning with a smile on my face I can't forget the way you love me I woke up this morning with a smile on my face Went into the kitchen to cook up a little more We stirred the soup pot together Then you picked me right up we waltzed that kitchen floor I woke up this morning with a smile on my face I can't forget the way you love me I woke up this morning with a smile on my face Our hair flew out behind 
bottoms from the bed of the truck. We sip tea beside the ocean. You presented to me a fresh young coconut. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I can't forget the way you love me. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. Some boys buy me roses, others chocolates in a box. Some girls feed me strawberries, but you're over the top with the Marvin the Martian socks. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I can't forget the way you love me. Letters from you to me came on you stationery. You used your grandpa's old Corona. It was easy to tell because it only has a capital E. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I can't forget the way you love me. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. Walked a while together on the trails through the grass, making music on the front porch, baking chocolate chip peanut butter cookies for breakfast. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I can't forget the way you love me. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. I can't forget the way you love me. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face. smile from Sharon Martinson on her brand new album called Phoenix Rising coming out soon and Sharon <laughs> you're a busy lady <laughs> you're touring you're writing music you're st studying the planet and yes. doing science and you are also busy canning and fermenting things oh yeah I <laughs> love canning I I'm ready for whatever I've got <laughs> so since your, your days in your summer uh, are you're busy growing stuff in your garden I love my garden yeah is that thinking time too? Um, yeah, it's also just very meditative and restorative, taking care of a little piece of the earth and providing, you know, food for yourself. There's something really basic about that that is really good for the soul. Okay, I, I know lots of people who plant tomatoes. Yeah. But you built a beehive. Oh, yeah. I like to do woodworking too. So <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was learning uh, finger joints. My dad does beautiful woodworking and... Uh, I feel like I need to learn everything I possibly can because I want to be able to <laughs> make woodworking things like that. So uh, last winter, or actually it was the winter before, I lost my beehive last year. So it was the winter before I had made a beehive. And uh, I lost my queen and hive last year, and I'm starting again. So I've got a new colony this year, and they're doing great. <laughs> so I mean, do you, is there like a bees are us? Where do you say, I'm, I'd, I'd like to get a colony, please? Oh, there's a couple of different places. So uh, I do live in Laramie, Wyoming, and the first bees I ordered last year came from somewhere in California. And... Um, this for this year, uh, my sister also wanted to start a beehive. I figured, you know, little sisters they do everything the older sisters do. <laughs> so I mean, but they don't come by UPS. No, well, I'll you can get them in the mail. You actually can. <laughs> but she and I went to a beekeeper in Cheyenne, about an hour away, oh, okay. and who's had some really um, amazing colonies. And so I was working uh, to get his bees and queens, and that's what my sister and I both have. So. I mean, so uh, again, in a jar in your car or um. In in a little, pla well, sort of a little plastic box, they okay. came 
five frames worth of bees and the queen and they popped right in. They've been really calm, um, settled into their hive, completely filled it out. I already put, had to put the second story on for them. Wow. So they're doing really great. Um, I love probably coming home at lunch and sitting out and watching my bees go in and out of the hive is one of my most favorite things to do in the summer period. <laughs> I love playing festivals and playing music all over, but um, watching my bees is pretty awesome. So we read about you loving to do woodworking. You mentioned that you're learning and that you make some pieces of furniture out of beetle killed pine, which is beautiful. Um, maybe some of your listeners are familiar with it. The, when the beetles kill the trees, they are carrying mites that are carrying a fungus. It's a fungus on the mite on the beetle and that fungus, um, turns the wood blue. So you get mm. this blue, sort of blue slate gray coloring in the pine. That's quite beautiful. Um, so yeah, my right, the, the system for, or the piece for the record player and the sound system and the bookcases. I can't remember what all else is blue, but yeah, quite a few things are. So you want to design and build a house with net zero energy using <sighs> recycled materials someday. <laughs> yeah. You hope. That's still a dream. My sister is building a house and I sort of have house building envy right now because hers so, is awesome. So we said, how do you do the garden when you're on tour? And you said, well, there's a certain amount of night gardening. So please <laughs> describe this. <laughs> a lot of things that other people do by day, I do by night. I'm pretty nocturnal anyway. So gardening by headlamp is part of my lifestyle. <laughs> Working on my car by headlamp headlamp, getting my run in by headlamp, um, and then also um, a lot of faith in the batteries in the water timers okay. and the soaker hoses. Mm. Everything's laid out with soaker hoses, so it should be water efficient, and hopefully it's all going. And now. would you explain to everyone what a worm ranch is? <laughs> I'm sort of a worm wrangler. I'm from Wyoming. I'm a rancher, you not cattle. A teeny little brand. Very small red worms. <laughs> If you don't wrangle them, they get out of control. Yeah. Um, so I use vermiculture to uh, compost my vegetable peelings, especially through the winter. They're in my basement right now. They're out in the summer. Um, you know, it's warm enough that they can be outside. But that way I can keep compost going because I'm at 7,200 feet, so pretty high up. Mm. We have winter for like 14 out of 12 months or something, it feels like. And um, <laughs> maybe not quite that much. It sounds like you have good dirt. Great soil. I amended it intensely with... Um, some horse manure and compost so it's been and the worm tea which is the drippings that come out of the buckets where the worms live that's just super nutrient rich so the, the plants are happy the worms are happy I don't have to throw away any vegetable peels everything's a great cycle the flowers are blooming the bees are going to the flowers and making honey it's all has anyone come to you and said can I just follow you around to make a documentary <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I don't know how that would work. I'd be like, well, if you want to keep my hours, <laughs> which I guess, you know, there's other nocturnal people in the world too. But yeah, I <laughs> I just have lots of different things that I enjoy doing. Well, we're glad music is is included in the mix for all of us. Thank you. I'm, well, I'm we've grateful. We've got time to squeeze one more in, if that's okay. Okay, this so, next song, yeah, the last song that we, we do have time to do is... Um, I guess you can introduce it, but it's called Four Wheel Drive. Good. We'll give you a minute if you need to check tuning there. I am tuning, and I can, I'm can. i almost ready there. The uh, the song I actually wrote in my car, which is Four Wheel Drive, little 1990 Honda Civic, back and forth between Wyoming and California too many times to count, and being super grateful, um, like you guys must be here. You have a lot of winter. You have yeah. full winter here. You know snow. You know icy passes. Um, I know them in more ways than I wish I did. And so I was always grateful to have studded tires and a four-wheel drive car to get back and forth to my homes and my parents' homes. 
And uh, so I wrote a song called Four Wheel Drive, just about being grateful for having the means to travel. <laughs> Good. Well, let's hear this. This Four Wheel Drive, this is uh, by Sharon Martinson, The Littlest Birds. And uh, this has not yet been recorded. So here's another premiere sneak peek. stop me. I'm going back where I belong. Four wheels turning until they bring me back to my home. Long gone. Tioga Pass and Muddy Mountain. Don't to Shoshone. From all directions, these roads, they lead me back to my home. Long gone. Can't stop me. I'm going back where I belong. Four wheels turning until they bring me back to my home. Long gone. I've seen the sunset on every ocean. Survey the world from mountains high But when my day's done, it's here you'll find me Where I was born is where I'll die I'm going back, and you can't stop me I'm going back, where I belong Four wheels turning until they bring me Back to my home, long gone Sagebrush and pine, that's what I'm smelling. After these deserts, taste the rain. I found beauty the whole world over, but I'm coming home again. I'm going back, and you can't stop me. I'm going back where I belong. Four wheels turning until they bring me back to my home. Long gone. Four wheels turning. Four-Wheel Drive, performed live just now in studio by singer-songwriter Sharon Martinson. More information about her music and performance tours is online at littlestbirds.net. Thank you so much. This was so great to have a singer-songwriter banjo show, finally. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be the first one. Hopefully I won't be the last. <laughs> banjo. If you're listening at home or if you just caught part of the show, want to hear the first part, hear it again, or share it, that's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening. Go to byuradio.org slash highway89 and follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates, special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our film assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thank you.